You're listening to The Ancient Tradition. A Wonk Media Production. Music provided by Joseph McDade. Here's your host, Dr. Jack Logan. Welcome to The Ancient Tradition. I'm your host, Jack Logan. In this podcast, Audio Writ, you'll find recordings of ancient and modern writings which are directly relevant to the ancient tradition, which refers to the first religious tradition imparted to human beings in the beginning. On this platform, you can find an entire podcast dedicated to trying to reconstruct that first religious tradition from all of the evidence that we can find in the historical record. If you haven't given it a listen, I highly recommend that you check it out. Just search for The Ancient Tradition or visit our website, theancienttradition.com. Today's audio recording comes from the book, Reading the Epic of Gilgamesh, which contains Andrew George's definitive English translation. Scholars date the poem to sometime between 2100 and 1200 BC, which makes it the earliest known literary composition of note and the second oldest religious text. Because the poem was inscribed on cuneiform tablets, several of which were damaged, you'll notice that some sections of the poem are missing. The Epic of Gilgamesh, Tablet 5, The Combat with Humbaba. After admiring the mountain, dense grown with cedar, the heroes draw their weapons and creep into the forest. Humbaba confronts them and accuses Enkidu of treachery. Enkidu urges swift action. Gilgamesh and Humbaba fight, and Shamash sends the 13 winds to blind Humbaba and win victory for his protege. Humbaba pleads for his life. Enkidu again urges haste, telling Gilgamesh to kill Humbaba before the gods find out. Humbaba curses the heroes who promptly kill him and begin felling cedar in the sacred groves. From one especially magnificent cedar, Enkidu vows to make a great door to adorn the temple of the god Enlil. They stood there marveling at the forest, gazing at the lofty cedars, gazing at forest's entrance. Where Humbaba came and went, there was a track. The path was straight and the way well trodden. They saw the mountain of cedar, seat of gods and goddesses thrown. On the face of the mountain, the cedar proffered its abundance. Its shade was sweet and full of delight. Thick tangled was the thorn, the forest a shrouding canopy. Cedar, balaku trees, hatchet and dirk in. One, they stole into, Humbaba. Gilgamesh opened his mouth to speak, saying to Enkidu, What, my friend? For Enlil, Enkidu opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, My friend, Humbaba, one to one. Two garments, however, even a glacis slope two climbing can conquer. Two, A three-ply rope is not easily broken. Even a mighty lion two cubs can overcome. We have come to a place where a man shouldn't go. Let us set our weapons in the gate of Humbaba. Enkidu declared to his friend, A tempest onslaught is ferocious, Humbaba. Like the god of the storm, he will trample us down. Humbaba opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, Let fools take counsel, Gilgamesh, with the rude and brutish. Why have you come here into my presence? Come, Enkidu, you spawn of a fish, who knew no father, hatchling of terrapin and turtle, who sucked no mother's milk. In your youth I watched you, but near you I went not. Would your have filled my belly? 
Now in treachery you bring before me Gilgamesh and stand there, Enkidu, like a warlike stranger. I will slit the throat and gullet of Gilgamesh. I will feed his flesh to the locust bird, ravening eagle and vulture. Gilgamesh opened his mouth to speak, saying to Enkidu, My friend, Hubaba's features have changed. Though boldly we came up to his lair to defeat him, yet my heart will not quickly. Enkidu opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, My friend, why, my friend, do you speak like a weakling? With your spineless words you have made me despondent. Now, my friend, but one is our task. The copper is already pouring into the mold. To stoke the furnace for an hour? To stoke the coals for an hour? To send the deluge is to crack the whip. Don't draw back. Don't make a retreat. Make your blow mighty. He smote the ground and faced him head on. At the heels of their feet, the earth burst asunder. They shattered as they whirled Mounts Syrian and Lebanon. Black became the clouds of white, raining down on them like a mist. Shamas roused against Humbaba the mighty gale winds, south wind, north wind, east wind, and west wind. Blast, counterblast, typhoon, hurricane, and tempest, devil wind, frost wind, gale, and tornado. There arose thirteen winds, and the face of Humbaba darkened. He could not charge forwards. He could not kick backwards. The weapons of Gilgamesh, they reached Humbaba. In a plea for his life, said Humbaba to Gilgamesh, You are so young, Gilgamesh. Your mother just bore you. But indeed, you are the offspring of wild cow Ninsun. By Shamash's command, the mountains you flattened. Oh, offshoot sprung from Uruk's mist, Gilgamesh the king. Gilgamesh, a dead man cannot, alive for his lord. Spare my life, O Gilgamesh. Let me dwell here for you in the forest of cedar. Trees as many as you command. I will guard you, Myrtle, timber to be the pride of your palace. Enkidu opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, Do not listen, my friend, to Humbaba's words. Ignore his supplications. Humbaba opened his mouth to speak, saying to Enkidu, You are experienced in the ways of my forest, the ways. Also, you know all the arts of speech. I should have picked you up and hanged you from a sapling at the way into the forest. I should have fed your flesh to the locust bird, ravening eagle and vulture. Now, Enkidu, my release lies with you. Tell Gilgamesh to spare my life. Enkidu opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, My friend, whom Baba who guards the forest of cedar, finish him, slay him, do away with his power. Whom Baba who guards the forest of cedar, finish him, slay him. Do away with his power before Enlil the foremost. Here's what we do. The great gods will take against us in anger. Enlil and Nippur, Shamash and Larsa. Establish forever a fame that endures. How Gilgamesh slew ferocious Humbaba. Humbaba heard what Enkidu was saying. He lifted his head and Humbaba opened his mouth to speak, saying to Enkidu, You sit before me like a shepherd, like his hireling do his bidding. Now, Enkidu, my release lies with you. Tell Gilgamesh to spare me my life. Enkidu opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, My friend, whom Baba who guards the forest of cedar, finish him, slay him, do away with his power. Before Enlil the foremost, here's what we do. The great gods will take against us in anger. Enlil and Nupur, Shamash and Larsa, Establish forever a fame that endures how Gilgamesh slew ferocious Humbaba. 
whom Baba heard and bitterly cursed them. May the pair of them not grow old. Besides Gilgamesh's friend, none shall bury Enkidu. Enkidu opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, My friend, I speak to you, but you do not hear me. While the curses, let those curses return to his mouth. Gilgamesh heard the words of his friend. He drew forth the dirk at his side. Gilgamesh smote him in the neck. Enkidu, while he pulled out the lungs, springing up from the head, he took the tusks as booty. Rain and plenty fell on the mountain. A plenty fell on the mountain, said Gilgamesh to him, to Enkidu. Now, my friend, we must impose our victory. The auras slip away in the thicket. The auras slip away. Their radiance grows dim, said Enkidu to him, to Gilgamesh. My friend, catch a bird. And where goes its chicks? Let us look for the auras later, as the chicks run here and there in the thicket. Smite him again. Slay his servant alongside him. Gilgamesh heard the word of his companion. He took up his axe in his hand. He drew forth the dirk from his belt. Gilgamesh smote him in the neck. His friend Enkidu gave encouragement. He fell. The ravines did run with his blood. Whom Baba the guardian he smote to the ground for two leagues afar. With him he slew. The woods he. He slew the ogre, the forest's guardian, at whose yell were sundered the peaks of Syrian and Lebanon. The mountains did quake, all the hillsides did tremble. He slew the ogre, the cedar's guardian, the broken. As soon as he had slain all seven of the aras, the war net of two talents weight and the dirk of eight, a load of ten talents he took up. He went down to trample the forest. He discovered the secret abode of the gods, Gilgamesh felling the trees, Enkidu choosing the timber. Enkidu opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, My friend, we have felled a lofty cedar, whose top thrust up to the sky. I will make a door, six rods in height, two rods in breadth, one cubit in thickness, whose pole and pivots, top and bottom, will be all of a piece. He went trampling through the forest of cedar. He discovered the sacred abode of the gods. The wild boar knew how to give counsel. He said to his friend, by your strength alone you slew the guardian. What can bring you dishonor? Lay low the forest of cedar. Seek out for me a lofty cedar whose crown is high as the heavens. I will make a door of a reed length's breadth. Let it not have a pivot. Let it travel in the door jam. Its side will be a cubit, a reed length its breadth. Let no stranger draw near it. Let a god have love for it. To the house of Enlil the Euphrates shall bear it. Let the folk of Nippur rejoice over it. Let the god Enlil delight in it. They bound together a raft. They laid the cedar on it. Enkidu was helmsman, and Gilgamesh carried the head of Humbaba. That concludes the Epic of Gilgamesh, Tablet 5. I hope you enjoyed this audio recording. That wraps up this edition of Audio Writ. Remember in the words of William Shakespeare, knowledge is the wing wherewith we fly to heaven. I'm Jack Logan. You've been listening to The Ancient Tradition, a Wonk Media production.